Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Niner Noise Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. My name is Robert Morrison. I am a contributor at NinerNoise.com, um, and I am happy to welcome uh, with us yet again uh, another fellow contributor at Niner Noise. Uh, Mr. Chris Wilson. Chris, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We are still undefeated. Not, not entirely the way that I expected that we would be, but we are undefeated, and the and the Niners are coming into my hometown, into my yeah. backyard this yeah, week man. to take the on the horrible uh, Washington Redskins. So I am yep. uh, I'm a happy camper. Yeah, for sure. Um, so for again for the uninitiated, and if you're uninitiated on this conversation. Uh, you should really catch up on these on these things. Um, it is late in the week, and it's almost Sunday again. Uh, the 49ers uh, ran their record to 5-0. and That's right, 5-0, and the lone undefeated team in the NFC, the second uh, one of two, I should say, undefeated teams left in the NFL. Uh, they did that with a 20-7 victory over the defending NFC champion Los Angeles Rams, um, who frankly just uh, haven't looked themselves since Bill Belichick kind of handed them a new one in the Super Bowl. Uh, back in February, it just kind of looked a little off kilter for them in a lot of ways. Uh, we'll get into a little bit of that more in a little bit. Um, this was an interesting game. It was probably the first time this season that I felt a little bit nervous about things, um, at least in the last couple of weeks. Uh, the Niners defense gave up a score uh, on the first drive of the game. The Rams uh, ran it down their throat what, eight, nine times in a row or something like that. They ran all eight or nine plays of the drive were runs. They ran in for a touchdown. Um, it was seven nothing Rams, and I was sitting there thinking, "Oh well, maybe you know we kind of thought this is the way that was this was gonna go. Um, you know, I, I guess they'll lose this game and we'll be okay." And then the offense proceeded to score the next twenty points of the game. The defense didn't give up any more points, and uh, that was it. They ended up with that twenty to seven victory. Um, it was definitely an ugly win, not like Steelers ugly, but um, still <laughs> kind of ugly. Uh, the Forty ers did lose the turnover battle two to one. Um, but the defense was, it's, uh, what 
I think we can now call regular strong self. Um, they held the Rams to 157 yards of total offense. It should also be noted that 52 of them, I think, or 53 of those were on the opening drive. Um, so 157 total, but really like 100 and something for the majority of the game. Um, they also gave up just 48 net passing yards to Jared Goff and company. Um, they held the Rams to 0 of 9 on third down and 0 of 4 on fourth down conversions during the game. Both of those numbers very important, especially uh, two of them that came back to back late in the uh, first the first half. I think it was when they held the Rams to uh, uh, missing on third and goal from the one yard line, and then fourth and goal from the one yard line. That really, for me, was like the turning point of the game. Um, so here's here's my my big. <laughs> my big an- an analysis and contribution to this, this defense is like pretty good at football. Um, and uh, the team, uh, which is in pretty good shape, but is standing to get a bunch of players back within the next couple of weeks to a month. Um, I-, I think it's, it's, it's starting to look like this might actually be a team that can make some noise, not only during the regular season, but into the playoffs uh, this season might actually be a, a real contender in the NFC. Chris, what say you about this game? I say we are uh, well on our way to 16-0, as predicted. Yes, exactly. And I, I as well was extremely concerned after that opening drive by the Rams where they just ran the ball right down the field, and Salah didn't really know what to do about it. But Salah picked it up and after that drive, and I think they held the the Rams to negative yardage on the on the following drive, and mm-hmm. you're totally right. That was really, well, I feel it was like really the turning point in the game because you know, they, they had another you know half decent drive that ended in um, in a punt after the uh, after the interception, right? And then they had the one next drive that where they drove the ball down to the uh, San Francisco one yard line, and then after that it was. Um, Second half started and they, they just did nothing for the rest of the yep. game. So it, it was it was definitely a emotional, you know, t- turning point. And, <laughs> and I, I know that momentum isn't a thing people right. say, but you know these are human beings and and they you know, playing a playing a sport and, and you know there there is some momentum <laughs> that goes yeah. into it regardless of what you know some of the analysts and the uh, analytical folks say. Yeah, I, and obviously. even if it, oh, go sorry, good. Even if it's just like, like the the like confidence that that the difference between like going into the locker room tied at seven versus being down by a touchdown, and the difference knowing that oh we're getting the ball first, um, or did they? Yeah, they get we're gonna, we're gonna get the you know oh no they didn't get the ball first there was the fumble on uh, by Eric Arms that uh, Armstead uh, forced to that they got the ball on the first on the first play, um, but that made a big difference like. Being tied at that point was a was a major like turning point in that game, and it really allowed them the ability to do what they did for the rest of the game. It would have been nicer if they did a little bit more with with that final <laughs> drive, other than yeah, yeah. That's just one thing that just drives me crazy about Shanahan. He, you know, he gets these balls and gets the ball in these you know two to four minute situations, and it's like he can't decide what he wants to do. He's like, should we slow it down? Should we speed it up? Should we slow it down? I would just change it up on every play, and then he ends up sticking gold with who apparently just can't make any field goals anymore <laughs> with a long try. He wasn't even close to, but yeah, I can appreciate 
the return man with a nice long return and then just promptly running out of bounds when you saw my man Mitch bearing down <laughs> on him. I don't know if you noticed that, but I was like... I did see that. That was, was like, awesome. Yeah. He was like, don't let the punter get you. Like anyone but the punter. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's what we're talking about in the, in the huddle. Don't let that guy hit you. Especially not that punter. <laughs> in the second half, the Niners kicked the ball off first, but that didn't last very long thanks to a uh, timely turnover, a first down fumble. They didn't uh, start the ball the second half. They might as well have. And then, yeah, basically, and, yeah, they scored what you know three times in a row, and that, that was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. They beat a team that's apparently feeling the uh, the Super Bowl hangover a little bit. Yep, and, uh, and perhaps it is, it is actually a thing, unless you're the Patriots. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and then, then some of you play better. Yeah. So the Niners riding high off yet another victory. Everything's looking good. I just 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 keep uh, keep this good feeling coming, please. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think the crazy thing is, is they they should have won this game by more points. Like they left at least two touchdowns on the on the table with the Tevin Coleman drop. Um, that that was the one that turned into the um the interception, right? The when Coleman dropped the ball, and then he and then that led to the interception on the next play. I th- think. Or was that the field goal on the next play? I don't remember. Um, one or the other, like they should have had at least two more touchdowns because there was also the, uh, um, I can't remember what was the other one. There was another touchdown that they that they missed out on because of because of something. You're right. It might have it might have been a separate play because the I think the interception was the other opportunity that they had where they should have gotten at least three points out of that. Um, with, that was a weird play. Um, Sometimes Jimmy just forgets which color his team is. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you never know. Okay, but that play was definitely busted. And yeah, I'm, for sure. My two problems are, hey, hey, if we you know if we have Wilson Jr., you know who could take Jr. off of his jersey, so I could buy his jersey, but won't do it for me. <laughs> if Wilson Jr. is uh, if he's active, why isn't he in in those types of situations? I mean, and I know that uh, that Shanahan has a Coleman thing. Yeah, I think Coleman's a little more effective, you know, outside the ten. 15 to 20 as opposed to, you know, well, obviously on that play, <laughs> right. close, close to the end zone, was not very yeah. effective. No. It was a little bit of Jimmy, a little bit of, a little bit of Coleman on, on that play. Right. And then on the, um, on the other one, he's just, just getting too cute. Just like pound the ball to the middle. I mean, he, he loves to pound the ball to the middle on first and 10 and second and 10. So <laughs> why can't we do it when we're close to the, yeah. to the end zone? So. I don't know. I don't know. It worked out. We're trying I'm to keep it interesting, you know? Terribly much. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. We don't want to be too crazy. Um, we'll uh, we'll get into more of that later. Uh, so uh, let's move on to our one-up, one-down for uh, the Rams game. Um, and I'll go ahead and start with my up. And for me, I'm going to go with uh, defense for up, as, you know, is becoming customary here at the Nine Noise uh, podcast. Um, and I'm going to start with a somewhat uh, surprising player, given where this person was um, at the start of the season, and that is Mr. Jimmy Ward. Um, look, Niner fans, I get it. There is a lot of baggage that is connected to the name Jimmy Ward. Uh, some of you were just so tired of hearing his name. Um, a lot of it through no fault of his own, just the fact that the guy just couldn't stay on the field. Um, to be fair, he has usually been pretty you know, at least decent um, when he has uh, played uh, during his time with the 49ers. The problem is, is that he's been injured all the time. Um, And even this year, he started off with a broken collarbone uh, during OTAs, I believe, and then uh, broke his finger 
later uh, once uh, training camp started. And so he has only been available the last two weeks uh, because of that broken finger. But um, let's just let's just say he looked really great <laughs> on Sunday. Um, he uh, ended up with a PFF grade of 89.8 overall on defense. Uh, for those of you scoring at home, that's very good. Um, he was 80.7 in coverage and 80.9 in tackling, both of which are two very, very, very important numbers um, when you are playing the safety position, um, especially that tackling grade. You're the last line of defense, so it's kind of important that you can tackle guys. Um, he did. A, speaking of which, he finished with six tackles on the day um, and two uh, very key uh, pass breakups, including a late, um, uh, I think it was a fourth down play towards the end of the game that he uh, ended up breaking up and then basically putting the, the game on ice. Uh, one of my favorite things about uh, the post game stuff was uh, Mike or Kyle, uh, Kyle Shanahan said something to the effect nice of, "I'd wear, I'd wear." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd, he, he says something to the effect of, "I'd wear uh, that guy's jersey on the sideline if they let me." Talking about Jimmy Ward, which I thought was <laughs> like a, an interesting statement. Um, I mean, we've known all along that the team really likes what he brings to the field. Um, and if he can stay healthy, I think it's safe to say that he is probably at this point the team's best option back at that free safety position. Um, and it seems to be his best uh, place uh, to be on the field as well. So that's good. They were also moving him around a lot. I noticed there were some times a couple, uh, often where he was kind of playing like a like almost a strong safety, but it was almost like a slot corner. Uh, along with uh, Kwan Williams, and then they had Kwaski Tart deep. So there was a lot of weird, uh, not weird, but sort of exotic and, and different-looking stuff that Robert Sala was throwing out there um, on Sunday, and I thought it was uh, really great, and Ward took advantage of the opportunity and, and played really well. He knocked on those two consecutive uh, third and fourth down passes. Yep. When, I mean, he, he was you know right over the middle. I know at least one of them, he was on, on, on a tight end. You know, not, not where you would expect a, a free safety to play, but... That, you know, the Niners are in a in a nice situation with their secondary in that you know, the the players that they have in the middle are, are multiple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but many players can play both free safety. Obviously, you wouldn't really want Ward playing strong safety and, and hitting <laughs> too many people and no. hopefully not breaking any bones or anything. <laughs> but but you know but he, but he is he's played slot corner. He's played on the outside. I'm actually I'm I'm not a, a, a Jimmy Ward hater. I just right. think it's un, unfortunate. I think it's, it's sort of similar exactly. to Ar- Armstead. It's it's like you know if if he wasn't such an early draft pick and he was getting injured, people wouldn't be so annoyed with him. But just because he's getting hurt, and I don't believe it's any fault of his own, unless you're he's pretty just very brittle bones, <laughs> And if so, please tell us. I, I think some fans just need to be. A little, a little less harsh on these guys who are really yeah. busting their tail to to fight their rehab. There's nothing fun about rehab, especially when you're doing it all I would, the time. And he would right. be on the field. <laughs> they're they're paying him like not, like what nine million dollars a year this year. So yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's a lot of money. I, I didn't think it was the best decision when they made it. I thought that they could spend that money a little more wisely. In perhaps a couple of uh, players in the secondary, but right. if you continue, continue to play, play like this, then I would definitely be, be proven wrong. Cause he, I mean, he just had a, one of his top games as a, as a 49er. So absolutely. Yep, yeah. I definitely yeah. agree with you on that. I think the interesting thing will be to, if he is, um, if he plays like this throughout the rest of the season, is he going to like price himself out of the, out of the, the market for the 49ers? Cause they got a lot of, you know, contracts coming up over the next couple of years that they're going to have to be really careful with this, um, with a lot of their contract situations. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes moving forward. It's just a one-year deal, so he's only here through 
through the end of the year. So we'll see how that works. Um, all right, Chris, tell us a little bit about your up for the Rams game. One other thing about Ward and uh, Shanahan's jersey statement. Or if Shanahan's going to be wearing the Ward jersey, does he wear that underneath or over his cousin's jersey? <laughs> I mean, uh, if we're being honest, like, that's the real story. Here. That's bad. That's that's real bad. My, my up is D <laughs> Ford, who didn't even qualify for for uh, PFF's weekly uh, team of the week because he only had 19 uh, pass rushes. That's but effective, though, man. They were quite effective. <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say so. With uh, five pressures, two sacks, uh, one forced fumble. All those things are good. And um, you know, he's a guy who's also coming off of injury, but you know, played his best game as 49er, potentially play for play, probably one of his best, best games ever. If he can keep playing at that type of level, and if, you know, if, he, if he is at all injured, <laughs> and this is what we're getting, when he's fully recovered... You know, it really looks like it's a good trade for the 49ers front office, you know, and for, for Lynch a hand in the offseason. And then uh, <laughs> a guy who's who just like uh, both on the other side, who just makes an immediate impact on passing downs. I mean, they're just so killer on third and fourth downs when they had Ford and Bose in the game. It was, uh, he, he definitely deserves my, uh, my, my thumbs up. And I, I do have an honorable mention because, of course, because, of yeah, course, you know, because I cheat. Because you don't follow the rules. Rules. The rules here? Nah. Well, like, you know, only because he only had 19 pass rushes, but Eric Armstead, 20 yeah. pass rushes. So that qualifies. And he had what, four pressures in a sack and a forced fumble, which That's I heard was good. his first career. I'm sorry, sorry, a, a fumble recovery. A, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 I was going to say. T. Ford was the, the, was the forced fumbler, and then uh, Armstead uh, uh, um, recovered the fumble. Mm-hmm. That was actually his first career fumble recovery, which is pretty interesting. Cr- crazy. Yeah. In his defense, he hasn't played a lot of years fully, and last year we couldn't generate any turnovers to save our lives. So there's that. Yeah, yeah. I guess he, he played on the 49ers, so obviously he had no fumble recoveries <laughs> last year. <laughs> and, and then he, uh, he actually led the, uh, the, the team in, in tackles per, per PFF, not, not per some of the other... Uh, Companies, yeah, it depends but, on where you're looking, I suppose. But but hey, it's Armstead, so we'll take it. He played a great game. He's he's been playing late. Please stay healthy. I mean, that, that's just what he needs to do. <laughs> yeah, is just stay healthy, keep playing at this level, and he's he's a guy that even though you have Thomas, you know, potentially behind him. I mean, and and you know, Blair can play some of the same position as well. He's just, he's really making an impact and he's just like finally coming into his own and, and, you know, it's, he needs to play a complete season for this team to go deep in the playoffs. Absolutely. And I'm talking, I'm talk, talking playoffs, man. To playoffs. Yeah, man. Playoffs? Yeah. Playoffs. <laughs> um, yeah. He also, interestingly enough, is kind of in that similar boat to Jimmy Ward where you kind of start to wonder, like he's been, he's been playing really well most of the season um, so far. He's been pretty steady. Um, again, I think just like with Ward, there's that whole, and, and you mentioned this, he, he was drafted very high. And so there's this expectation that he's supposed to be doing certain things because he was what the 18th overall draft pick or something like that. And he hasn't been that he hasn't been a game changer, um, in the same way that, that like a Nick Bosa already is, you know, five games into his career, but he's been steady. Um, and so the question is going to be, um, is there a deal that they're going to be able to work out with him because he's he'll be a free agent after this year 
that will be able to keep them around, or are they going to have to be finding somebody else who can fill that a similar void for a cheaper price point? Um, some of it's just going to come down to what he's interested in doing. Um, some of it's going to be c- coming down to like how interested are they getting a- are they in getting ahead of of contracts for a guy like George Kittle? Um, they also have DeForest Buckner to worry about here. Um, they're they're in that position where they have that like that quote unquote good problem to have, where they have uh, you know a lot of good players that they need to pay, um, and they got to figure out how to do that. So <laughs> hopefully they'll be able to uh, to do that uh, effectively in a way that won't uh, send them into cap purgatory, which would be a bad place to be. I feel like cap purgatory, at least for most teams, is um, you know somewhat a, a thing of the past. Just the way that the right. you know, the cap keeps increasing every year. And yeah, with, with a guy like Armstead, I don't know what kind of contract he'd get on the open market. If he plays a full season after playing, uh, you know, playing a lot more in the last couple of seasons than he did previously, the Niners could get a decent compensatory pick out of it. So it's. Mm-hmm. I think they're in a good situation overall. So I'd, I'd rather just see them ball out and yeah. and, get, and 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 price we'll the out of, out of it. It's it's fine with me if we can get if we can get this type of production out of them. You know, bring it on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'll worry about that. The other problems later. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on to the uh, down section of the program, um, and I'll start with my down. And this is going to be like the most like surprising thing that anybody has said about this team in a while. Uh, my down is the running game. <laughs> Uh, and I, I guess I have to say, like, relatively speaking, the running game is down. Um, they managed, air quotes, 99 yards, only 99 yards, um, which actually for, like, a normal team would probably be like, oh, okay, like, if we were running at 99 yards a game, we'd be okay, that'd be decent, it'd be, you know, middle of the pack kind of numbers, but the problem is that so far this has not been a team that's been a middle of the pack running game. Um, and I, I think I'm less concerned about the total number. The big thing that worries me or worried me about this game was uh, the 2.4 yards per carry. Uh, that number is bad, no matter how you slice it. Um, <laughs> I don't care if you run for, you know, 100 yards or 50 yards or 200 yards. If you're only running for 2.4 yards per carry, you're just not. It's it's that's not the most efficient way to live. Um, now I, I I get that it was unrealistic to think that they were going to run for 200 yards a game for the rest of the season. Um, that was insane, an insane start to the, to the year on the on the running game. Um, by the way, they went down to 179.8 for the season for their uh, good for now second place in the NFL. Um, but the bigger thing for me is that they got to keep that yards per carry up. Um, it's got to get way up to that into that point where they're flirting with you know four four and a half somewhere in that neighborhood as opposed to two and a, two and a half which is just not going to get it done at all who's tops in the league per game uh the ravens it's close they're like oh, 180 oh, yeah, or something yeah. like that i, I should, should have thought about that because their quarterback like yeah runs right right, right yeah and all the other players like in the <laughs> correct yeah yeah <laughs> it's it's like one 179.8 and 180 or something like that it's very very close and they play, and they played one more game than we have. Keep in mind as well. So, I have to assume that the, the Niners are leading the um, leading the NFL in uh, rushing yards by by running backs. <laughs> yeah, considering Garoppolo's Lamar's agent contributing too much to, to that. Hey, cohort. he did he did contribute like two yards on Sunday. Got that first down. Yeah, which which honestly, like I sort of saw that play coming. I don't I don't know. I, I, to, to me, that that was dangerous on a, a couple of levels. I mean, it was oh, sort yeah. of fun, 
Yeah. But th- at the same time, it was like, fun <laughs> after he got up and everything was fine. <laughs> you didn't want him to get While it was killed? happening, it was like, oh, yeah. God. But I was like, I was like, I can see the like him keeping this ball and, and I can see him getting teed off on like, like, don't do that. <laughs> and, yeah. and then they he, did. I mean, like, ah. he yeah. played it. He played it smart. And, and the funny thing was I was watching, uh, I saw somebody with the all 22 tape of, of the, of the run and Dante Pettis kind of didn't really actually block. It was more like he was shielding on the inside. He was the inside receiver on the side where, where Garoppolo ran to. And if he even got like even something remotely close to an actual block, there might have been a lot of daylight and Garoppolo might have been gone. Like, you could have just... Bye. Like C.J. Beathard in the preseason against the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. The, the Chargers. Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. Was, well, yeah. Something By like that. By far my favorite C.J. play. Yeah. <laughs> That's saying a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, nice. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, yeah, it wasn't great. I mean, I, I think that they'll be fine in the long run. I think this is just a, a game where the Rams were super keyed in on, on not getting embarrassed. Uh, in the way that the last couple of uh, 49ers opponents have on the ground, and and they and they didn't, so you know, uh, they did what they could. So, um, Chris, I think your down is kind of related to this. Am I correct in in, uh, in asserting that? It definitely is, and it's a um, it's you know the 49ers had a bit of an interior offensive line problem, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> It could have been something to do with their their competition, <laughs> but but it, it wasn't it wasn't entirely their competition. Mike Person played horribly. I mean, he played his <laughs> worst game as a Forty Nine er. I haven't watched enough of his uh, older tape to know this his worst game you know, as a player in the NFL. But I mean, he was just horrible. I think his, his yeah. PFF pass block rating was like eleven. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I don't even know how you do that. I think you might Is have that like, even possible. I think, yeah, like, if if you get two or three sacks, like on your own quarterback, then eleven point five rating. But man, I mean, th- there's a couple plays you're like, oh my goodness, including that you know the one um, long uh, Kittle pass where where it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd like to know what he's thinking at the time because like, how do you let this guy just spin move around you and just get a free <laughs> shot on the quarterback when it's you know it's an e- easy, well, I mean for most players an easy twenty five yard. Pass, yeah, for Kittle an easy fifty some yard pass. Yeah, it was yeah, good. he he was he was just uh, I don't know. I'm hoping he was like sick or something. I don't know because he Maybe. was just, just not good, not, yeah. not good at all. And then um, Lincoln Tomlinson was was really really bad in the run game. Just couldn't open couldn't open holes. You know, again, I mean they're playing against a team with a half decent interior line, so yeah, you can't can't blame it all on them. But I mean they really need need to uh, need to step it up. And then Richburg really didn't. Do too much either. Yeah, it's it's weird that like the, the two what, what are number four and number five <laughs> offensive tackles were, were yes. the best blockers on the team. Like what's yeah. going on here, right? That's 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 very true. Although interestingly enough, I think for sure I know one of uh, the sacks in the game. I think there were only two that the offensive line gave up. Uh, one of them was with Aaron Donald on the edge. Am I not mistaken? That he just, if you'll pardon the pun, he uh, took Justin to school <laughs> <laughs> yeah which one of the uh which one of the offensive linemen was it was that it? was uh justin school it was school it wasn't it wasn't yes. uh, Brunskill. Yeah. yeah no yeah. it was a, it was a blind side it was the first sack in the game like very early on i think it was like the second uh, possession or something like yeah. that and he, t- he came off the edge and and just yeah. like it was over but like i saw it happening and i was like oh there he goes <laughs> 
<laughs> Too bad. This offensive lineman has never faced a guy like this before, <laughs> which, which is sort of what, what the 49ers had Buckner doing on a handful of plays. Right, yeah, yeah. Last season when, when he would face somebody who had never faced a guy of that size and strength. and well, we, we, Which I actually, like, I guess the pool players who have faced someone like that is pretty small. But, but, um, <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it can be effective. And uh, I'm sure it's a lesson learned and something he's uh, he's seen a, a couple of times in the uh, in the film room since. That, you know, Probably. For sure. Yeah. Their poor interior offensive line play was one of the reasons why they couldn't you know, really – uh, get the running game going, and they had no explosive running plays, which is not very 49er-like in 2019. Yeah, no 83-yard runs a day. Longest run was nine yards. That's is that less than 83? Just uh, just a tad. It, it'll, it'll cut down your uh, your yards per carry just a little bit. <laughs> that really did it. And yeah, and then and there were, there were a couple times when the uh, when Brady was like, oh, just like you know. Got, got tripped up and uh, on a play when and I thought he could take it a little bit longer. And same with Coleman. So I mean, they were close, but they definitely didn't make it happen. The, the yeah. other thing is that they only had they only only had one um, one explosive uh, passing play, just the one 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 play to uh, to Kittle, and and that's that... uh, yeah. So, so basically, they ranked last in uh, explosive rushing plays and second to last in explosive passing plays. So it's well, very it's very un un forty nine er like, but yeah. For sure. but, but we don't care as long as they win. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is the the, the funny thing about football is that because team the teams that they'll face are all so very different from each other. Like, what does this tell us at this point? Well, if we run into a team that has Aaron Donald on it, it's probably going to have a an impact on our on our offensive line's ability to uh, to do the things that they want to do. And and let's be fair, he's been doing that. For against us since he's been in the league, so even like with Staley and McGlinchey and other and you know Trent Brown and all these things in the last couple of years, it's not like they've been able to really solve him either. So it's 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 not like you hold much against them um, in that the, regard. The solution is him getting older and retiring. Yeah, which won't happen for a very very long time um, because he's like what twenty five or something like that. Uh, he's no, yeah, we're good. Good thing is we'll only have to face him one more time this year. Yeah, and hopefully and then, by and then, then our offensive line should be in back. The playoffs at home. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, let's uh, let us uh, put that uh, wa- uh, that game to rest and move on to our next game. Uh, the 49ers take off across the country to the East Coast, where you and I both reside on the eastern side of the country, uh, to take on a team that I'm going to just refer to as the Washington Football Team. Because uh, oh, that's. <laughs> um, nah, just I just I don't like to give them the the dignity of calling them by a name. They're just the Washington Football Team. That's all they are. Uh, the Washington Dan Snyder's. Uh, <laughs> um, so this is a one in five football team. Uh, they've been pretty well handled uh, this season. The only team that they beat was last week against the Dolphins, who are one of the few teams that are actually worse than uh, the than Washington across the board. Um, and they almost lost that game the only too. Team, right? Pretty much, other than the Bengals and and the uh, and it's the Bengals, the Dolphins, and the Redskins are pretty much the the bottom of the barrel here. Um, and they they almost lost that game. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because they were 
they they played a really solid like first half against the Eagles in week one, and then it felt like them losing that game was just the beginning of of their utter destruction, um, and it's an all but all been downhill from there. Um, they also uh, fired their head coach uh, John Gruden recently. Not not John Gruden, Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden is the one that was there. John Gruden plays or coaches the uh, the Raiders. Uh, so Jay Gruden is gone uh, after. Not even half a season. He was there for really actually a very long time considering uh, the quick trigger finger of uh, Dan Snyder over there um, who I think fired Marty Schottenheimer after one season. So, I mean, what does this guy know? Um, <laughs> so, anyway, uh, as by uh, way of uh, previewing this upcoming game, uh, I have just one question for you, Chris. Are you, are you at all worried about this as a trap game, the uh, sort of proverbial trap game as it were? I'm worried about pretty much any NFL game as a trap game. That's too many years of us being not very good at football. That, that's what's in <laughs> yeah. that brain right there. Yeah, but in, in you know today's NFL, uh, anything can happen. And you know, last time we we faced them in in Washington, they were a better team than we were, and we really should have should have pulled off a victory in, in that game. That was, that was the game that Bethard was uh was was thrown in for his first for his ah, first yes. action, and that was a very very painful loss on a offensive pass interference play called on wider Are you using air quotes cuz there's supposed to be air quotes there people yeah, yeah, to pay attention yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I thought that you, you could tell over over the radio. Yeah, yeah 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 got it The Redskins aren't good <laughs> but it doesn't mean that they're not going to that they're not going to compete yeah. and and the 49ers are, you know no, no football team in the NFL is, is is perfect and the 49ers are definitely not not perfect so you know anything anything can happen especially when I'm at the game <laughs> anything can definitely happen <laughs> hey you were at the Steelers game and it worked out so all was well yeah, that's true talk to me when we go to uh, Baltimore which I don't think I've ever seen the 49ers beat, beat Baltimore unfortunately yeah well, well we'll be talking about that I'm sure when we get there maybe I shouldn't go nah we'll find out <laughs> I just like Patreon yeah, pay for me not to go to that game. So maybe we'll, play. <laughs> we'll see where we are when we get to that game. Um, you know, with, with the skins, they were yeah, yeah like you said, they, they played the, the the Eagles well, and then they they lost to the Dallas, to Dallas by I think two scores, and then the Bears again, and then and then the, the, the Giants lost where they just got annihilated like twenty twenty four to the, three. That was the, the Daniel the Daniel yeah. uh, Jones coming out party. Was that was that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah it, 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 that that was just. I think that that was just it for, it for them, and, and I mean the fans around here they they've given up. I mean they're they're done. I mean, they, let, let's just, just say the, the prices of the tickets are a little bit cheaper this year than they were two years ago. <laughs> that, that's that's for sure. And then uh, you know, they, they get a nice little shellacking from the Pats, like most teams do, and then they yeah. barely beat the NFL's worst team. So yeah, this is what we're dealing with. But but then again, it, it's a team you can't look past because if, if you look past them, the the they will beat you, and you know they do have you know some talent. I mean, yeah. some some of it is like AP in his you know 90th year, grandfatherish years <laughs> <laughs> type of talent, uh, right? But they, they they have a couple, you know a couple of uh, past casters, and you know Case Keenum can be decent if he has a decent wide receivers to throw the ball too. And I, I'd be very very surprised if Vernon Davis doesn't come back to to play this game. So I mean they they have some some talent on. Uh, on offense, even though it hasn't really you know, shown up too much so far this season. Yes. Am I concerned that it's a trap game? Yes, a little bit. Do I think it's a trap game? No. I, I think that 
49ers better win this game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that is more or less why I stand on that. There are a couple of things outside of the things that you were talking about that, that sort of suggest a, a game that would have been a problem for this team like a year ago or two years ago. Uh, it's a West Coast to East Coast trip. Um, that's not so great. Uh, it's an early kickoff, so it's the 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific time kickoff, 1 o'clock here on the Eastern time zone. Um, and so those things have been uh, problems for this team in the last couple of years. But here's the thing. They've already played two of those games already, um, one of which they stayed on the the opening two weeks. They stayed on the East Coast uh, to take on the, the Bengals for week two. Um, and those both those games worked out pretty well. Um, the other thing is, as you mentioned, uh, this Washington team is just just they're, they're not they're not very good. Um, they have a couple of of good pieces. Uh, this uh, Terry McLaren uh, receiver guy that they have is pretty good, but the fact of the matter is is they have a sort of mediocre supporting cast outside of that. Their quarterback is you know middle of the road at at his best. Um, and, and so there's there's that. Um, so just a couple of numbers, because I just like to throw numbers around. Um, just kind of give us an idea of what we're looking into. Uh, they have an overall PFF grade for their entire team of 65.1. That is good for 29th in the league. Uh, there are 32 teams, so, you know, you let that soak in. Um, their offense is sitting at 59.7 overall, 43.3 for passing. That's 28th and 32nd overall um, for the league in those particular cases. Uh, their running game is okay. They're kind of middle of the pack, 73.2, which is 13th um, in the league. So offensively, not a whole lot of things to worry about in that particular case. Um, uh, I, I think this is an offense that the 49ers defense should be able to sort of handle pretty pretty easily, especially considering that their play caller, who was formerly their head coach, is, is gone. Um, their defense is okay. It's pretty middle of the road overall. They're at uh, 69.4 for PFF, which is 15th uh, for their overall defense. Uh, they're pretty good against the run, 78.8, which is 5th in the league. Um, but their coverage grade is just 60.9, which is eight, 18th. And their pass rush grade is 64.4. Uh, so that's 22nd in the league, by the way. Um, so this certainly seems like an opportunity for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo to sort of do what he does. It doesn't seem like based on the uh, the Redskins' defense, that they're going to be able to run it down their throats uh, in the way that they have other teams. Uh, it just seems like that's kind of playing into the strength of the um, the Redskins' defense, and that's not what would make a lot of sense to do. But their pass coverage, not so great. Their pass rush, not so great. Uh, so it seems like they could take advantage of that. Um, so... Uh, for those of you who might prefer some football outsiders numbers, uh, their offensive DVOA is negative 19.2%, which is 30th in the league. Their defensive DVOA is 18.8.1%, sorry, which is 24th in the league. So they're just not very efficient. They haven't really done a whole lot. Uh, I, I, I just, I think they, they almost lost the Dolphins last week. Uh, I, I really, <laughs> really think the Dolphins tried not to win that game. Uh, the tank might be for real. Uh, and as you said, if the if the 49ers play like they're capable of, um, they're a much better team than this Washington than this Washington team is. Then and they should. There's no reason they should lose this game whatsoever. Um, add on to that the fact that um, I, I really feel like um, Kyle Shanahan wants to just kick the ever loving crap out of this franchise. I can <laughs> guarantee that. You that. That, <laughs> cannot, that cannot be understated. Did you see this thing that he said where somebody asked him the other day? 
what was his favorite part about working uh, in the for the Redskins organization? And he said, working with my dad. And then they said, well, what's the worst part? And he said, everything else. <laughs> Being from the D.C. area and living here, I, I know there's there's no love lost between Shanahan and Snyder. And <laughs> I'm sure that Bruce Allen's also uh, a member of Team, uh, team Snyder on that one as well. Yeah. So both um, Mike and Kyle are not liked in the... Uh, within the wrestling organization and the, and the hatred goes both ways <laughs> for sure on on one hand i'm sure that, that you know snyder's gonna be r- really wanting a uh a victory here but shannon actually has you know the ability to make it happen i mean right. not, not not personally but but um like on the field <laughs> but you know he, he if he calls the right place you know they, they should be winning they should be winning this game they should be winning it convincingly all right I think that that's probably another reason why it's just l- less of a trap game and more of a, you know, I, I, I've circled this game on my calendar as a game I just uh-huh. want to annihilate, annihilate the other team because I've, 100%. I've yet to do that yet. So, I mean, if, if he if he could just blow them out on, on their home field, he would do it. And I don't think that he'll be running much in the uh, the fourth quarter. I think he'll, he'll be throwing <laughs> it until, until the game is over. So yeah, this this definitely yeah this definitely feels like a game that he could be up by like three touchdowns and still having Garoppolo like wing the ball around the field because he knows that he can. <laughs> Where he's just like and and people are like, is Shanahan running the score up? And you're like, yes, yes, in fact he is, <laughs> and he doesn't even feel bad about it. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I don't think anybody would feel bad about it. Not even like Redskins fans. They, you know, they'd, they'd be like, well, I guess we had it coming. <laughs> yeah. All right, with the <laughs> go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. All right, there's just, just no, no, no love for for Snyder around here. That's for sure. That that warranted, I would imagine. Um, all right, so with that in mind, let's uh, move into the prediction portion of uh, the podcast as we uh, seek to uh, to close up this portion of the podcast. We do have a uh, a little special edition. Uh, uh, section here coming at the at the tail end, so don't uh, don't uh, turn the thing off when when we're done talking, because more to come um, right after we're finished. More on that momentarily. Um, so um, we've been hedging a little bit lately. Um, the last couple of weeks, we've called, we've said wins, but we've been like, well, you know, the other team is is pretty good, so they're probably not going to be able to beat them, and. You know they won by have you know twenty eight points against the Browns and then beat uh, the uh, Rams by thirteen in a game that wasn't actually as close as the score would would indicate. Um, so I'm I'm done with that. I don't know about you, but I'm done calling close games. Um, I am going to go thirty five ten forty ers I think this is just going to be a just a demolition from start to finish. Um, I think they're going to score early and they're going to score often. And even there's a good chance that those 10 points from uh, the Redskins might be sort of like it. it, I could see it being like 28, nothing like at around the halftime third quarter. And then the Redskins maybe score some late points to make it look a little bit closer. Shanahan takes a little offense and he's like, I'm getting another touchdown and (laughs) that sort of thing. Um, But I think it's a big win uh, for the Niners. Chris, what about you? I'm scared to say that I'm going to predict uh, something similar. <laughs> 31 to 13. I'm like, yeah, 
Hopefully this isn't a bad sign. <laughs> Maybe we should just predict every game as a as a two nothing victory and, right, and keep, then on, we'll... keep on winning. You know, yeah. the way I see it, if 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 the Fortnite defense can play anywhere near the way they've played the last two weeks, three weeks, I mean they're going to annihilate the you know, the Redskins on Sunday. And and I, I could definitely see a you know, something like a you know, twenty one to to three going into halftime you know, type of game. And then, you know, you know, bringing the backups and, and then, you know, the skin scoring, uh, you know, a touchdown late in the game, that, that type of, uh, that type of outcome. Mm-hmm. But then again, I mean, the 49ers are really, really relying on their defense. So their defense needs to come to play. Their offense is going up against an old and well-known friend, uh, our, our defensive line coach and, uh, and, uh, short-term head coach, uh, Jimmy Tom Sula. <laughs> so uh, it'll be interesting to see how how, how that that plays out. But yeah, I, I think in the end, the the front are the better team. They're the better coach team. They actually have a, a head coach. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> yeah, who can call plays? Um, some, sometimes a little bit too cute, but it hopefully it holds off on that this week. Yeah, I mean, he, I think he's he's going to take it to the Redskins. He really, you know, he's going to be he's going to be game planning for this one, and he's going to. To, to stick it to to the you know the owner that he hates, so I'm going going with the uh, 31 to 13 uh, victory for the 49ers. Nice, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, yeah, I think this is. We, I mean, we've. We, I, I was going to say we haven't had a stress free game in a while, but really we haven't. We we had one like two weeks ago, so I'm, it's not really that big of a deal. Um, but it would be, the to me, this is the way that this game needs to go in order for the 49ers to continue to be in the conversation for like legitimate top team in the NFC legitimate Super Bowl contender. Like they cannot fool around with this game. Um, they have other games that are coming up later in the schedule. They, you know, they play, have to play the Seahawks twice. They have to play the Rams again. They have to play the saints. Uh, the Packers are coming up, you know, in a couple of weeks, they have games against teams that are much more on their level uh, so they need to do like what they did against the Bengals where they just go in and they say, this is our game. We are taking it. It's over. Just go away. Um, we're a much better football team than you are. And that's just the end of it. Um, and like, that's, that's an important statement. So it, it doesn't have anything. It's not necessarily just about like how much are they going to win by, but how much, like how much in control of the game are they? Um, cause frankly they could win by, you know, 10 points and be in control of the game all the way through and the you know it's never really the game's never really in doubt, and I you know you still feel okay about that. That being said, I'm really hoping for just like absolute destruction from what minute one. So that's that is my ideal. So <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely uh, with you on that. And as far as the home crowd, looking at the uh, the, the ticket prices uh, this year compared to two years ago, as well as the fact that I just couldn't find a Redskins fan to go to the game with me, whereas <laughs> last time. I think we rolled like eleven or twelve Redskins fans deep, and I, I nice. just can't find—I can't find one this year. So, come on, Redskins fans, get it together! No, no I, I actually don't That's sell okay. all Do- your tickets to, to the Niners fans. Yeah, and, and, and actually, uh, in in the show notes, uh, I'll post a little um, link to a uh, to a, uh, a weekend of uh, 49ers festivities here in in DC that uh, some of the the local awesome. uh, Niner Empire uh, folks have uh, have set up. 
And uh, if you are a 49er fan who's in the D.C. area or traveling to the D.C. area, you should definitely attend because uh, they uh, put a lot, a lot of time into uh, all these activities and tailgates. And, I mean, tailgates can be crazy on Sunday. So I'll try to uh, try to take some good photos and, uh, and video of that. So nice. we are going to uh, take over Washington this weekend Sound. for sure. Sounds good, man. I'm looking forward to it. Um, not being there. I will not be there, unfortunately. But I will uh, be enjoying the game uh, from right here in uh, further south than Virginia. So thanks for listening to the Niner Noise podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Uh, you can check us out on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple and Google Play and anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you would do us a uh, solid and leave us a nice review and share the podcast with your 49er fan friends, we would certainly appreciate that. Um, and until next week, we will see you then, Niner fans. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.